There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 101 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 7 of season 3 of Killjoys. And joining us today, a special guest, all the way from the Nerd Element, we have Miss Kim. Hello! How are you, Kim? Hi guys, thank you for having me. Uh, we love having you on here. We love going yes, back and forth with you about all, the, <laughs> all of our shows. Uh, I know, I love sci-fi. Sci-fi's getting good. There's so many things coming. Now, if you guys have not seen yet, Steve posted up on our Facebook page, too, the second little sneak peek of, what was it, No End House? Channel Zero yeah, No End House. Channel, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> it looks so good. There's so many shows. I love it. Steve and I still have, have both managed to not watch any Sharknado, but basically everything else on sci-fi we've watched. I don't watch Sharknado either. Because nobody wrote in. Nobody wanted to punish Steve to watch all five That's Sharknado. Right. So apparently everybody really does love you, Steve. Uh, they must, and I really <laughs> do appreciate that. <laughs> Let me see. So a couple little news snippets before Steve jumps into our ratings. We are all bright and shiny and new over on FangirlZone.com, which is still the same one that we were on, but we moved over to WordPress. And speaking of Kim... She is trying to help me step by step because I'm a big doofus and I haven't figured it all out. But we are over there. And no, you'll figure it out. It's good. It, it just takes a while. And Steve and I have new email addresses, which we'll give you at the end. And Kim will give you all her information, too. So let's jump into Killjoys now. And Steve has our ratings news. All right, episode seven brought in a 0.19 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.644 million viewers, rating it the 29th overall cable show for the night. So good numbers once again. Nice. 29th? Yep. Holy cow. That's a huge jump. Yes, it is. And, uh, oh, looks like plus seven day has disappeared again. Yep, another week without it, but uh, we'll have it uh, next week. Uh, we will? Yes. Okay. Steve, yeah, I got it all. They've decided to maybe make it every couple of weeks or bi-monthly or something. Really? Yeah, our numbers this um, this last week. So. All right. Well, Steve, why don't you take us into Episode 7? All right. The Wolf You Feed. Desperate for an advantage, Dutch goes AWOL and risks a dangerous procedure that connects her to Anila's memories. So, overall, this was just kind of crazy, and I unfortunately didn't get to watch it live, and these two are like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So, 
that I tried to avoid everything. And then, like I said, with these two, like, saying it was crazy. And when I finally watched it, I tried not to blow up both of their phones with the, holy crap. Because <laughs> this Friday's episodes were amazing, all of them. And Kim and I were joking about the android on Dark Matter. And then <laughs> I was dying with this and Winona. So I just, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Oh my gosh, yes, I forgot about Winona, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you forget about that one. Yeah, like I said, I tweeted out to all the showrunners that that was probably the greatest three hours of television for twists that I've ever, ever seen. Because all three of the episodes just really brought it. Yes. Sure. All right, so go ahead, Steve. Take us in now that I'm past my oh my God moment, which I'll probably have 12 more, but you know, whatever. Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to start off with I'm just a soldier. Thinking that uh, Johnny has mastered control of the ships, he watches in horror as the pilots lose control and eventually collide, killing two of their group. And you go, this is not going to go well. I was not happy with this because I'm like, if they can't figure this out, what does that mean? You know, obviously for the future of our pilot. Exactly. And it was interesting that there's such a fine line between confidence and hubris and johnny may not have crossed it but he sure came close but didn't johnny figure it out pretty quickly he did and the pilots didn't listen like to the panics okay well i mean i can see that happening as they get closer and closer yeah but, but yeah i guess when you're in that moment and you're panicking and you're basically getting really close to something and somebody you're not going to pay attention and you're going to do exactly what they've been taught to do which was kind of the opposite of what they needed to do right because johnny told them fly straight well hopefully they can get this all taken care of because obviously we need these pilots and we need these ships because anila is crazy yeah so they realize that davin is the only one that's able to fly the ships and if that's the case, it's going to be a short war. And they have 34 ships, and they need 34 pilots, so uh, they got to figure out something. Oh, man. They're... And then with what's coming up, what we're about to talk about with Turin, I was so pissed off. Yeah. I'm like, Turin, I thought, had realized, okay, we need everybody on board. And then this episode, the way he was acting, it's almost like we missed an entire episode of what was going on with him. I feel the same way. I was like, what happened? I thought he came to an understanding the episode before because he realized he judged Fancy. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I really don't either because, I mean, obviously we know they didn't part well. And Turin's like, oh, I kind of screwed up. Yeah, well, understatement. But he sends Davin to go talk to him so they can try to figure out what they can do. Maybe they can have these pilots. So Davin has to go talk to the cleansed, I'm saying that in quotes, agents to bring them on board, but Fancy's kind of pissed, and he doesn't believe that the Rack is going to really have their back, that they've been uh, kind of rounded up and beat up and everything else. But, of and course... That happens again. <laughs> yes. Of course, it couldn't be easy, right? We have Fancy encountering opposition. Okay, again, big surprise, because if you see your people being rounded up by the same people who are asking for help, you know, Fancy wants to help because 
I think he still believes in Davin and ultimately for the cause. But when he suddenly finds that Turin is rounding up all of the cleansed agents for confinement and vetting, well, that isn't going to sit well and all hell's about to break loose. Yeah, though he does make uh, Davin promise to have his back. I don't understand where Turin's head is in that moment, though. I agree. Uh, I guess from a narrative standpoint, it makes sense. But you would think he's seen too much and he knows that. If they don't find pilots, they're as good as dead. So you would think he would say, okay, I might have some misgivings about the cleansed, but they're our only hope. I mean, I almost thought he was talking, he was like taking orders from somebody else. Like, it didn't make sense with what he saw was happening. Like, it just didn't, I don't know. I don't see how he got from point A to point B. Okay, I was just going to ask you what you had thought about that, because it, it did seem that way. And, I mean, nobody thinks he's been taken over, right? Yeah, we assume that he's not Hoolan. I mean, I'm just asking, since that seemed really random. I didn't even think about that. just seemed really random. Yeah, it did. It sounded like he, like he jumped. I don't know. He, like, jumped to a conclusion, but he would, like, think that somebody put that in his head or something. Like, he just didn't come up with it all by himself. He's acting very, very desperate. And Davin has to step up since. Dutch decided to go AWOL right now, and so everybody's looking at him, but at the same time, everybody's waiting for Dutch to show up. Right, and they're trying to decide, you know, are we going to follow Davin if Dutch doesn't make it or not, and we see when he uh, releases the uh, former Hulan agent that all the uh, factions that are there fall in line and say, yes, we will follow Davin. I was happy that that happened because they seen him as a real leader. Right. Because there was some real iffy moments. But the fact that, yeah, the fact that Fancy and his group seen that it wasn't Davin, that it was in fact Turin and him leading that I'm hoping small group of rack agents that were kind of being douchebags. But I don't know. It was really tense for a while. And I'm glad that at least, you know, everybody's like, Okay, he's stepping up. He's a genuine guy. He's not being a jerk. We're going to follow Dobbin, at least. He stood by his word. Yeah. Which is the most important thing. I think that is the most Especially important thing. Especially to yeah. the Farron and the um, Scarback. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. It, I feel, again, like I missed something. Like the, there was that many Scarbacks that were all ready to... Join the fight. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was something I didn't expect either. Yeah. I knew there was a group, but I didn't know how many. And I guess there's more than what I assumed, that's for sure. I'm glad, because we need all the help we can get. Yeah. And they do make the point that if we turn on one another, all hope's lost. So we have to be together. Otherwise, we might as well just go our separate ways and kiss our asses goodbye. Because yeah, that's ultimately exactly. what would happen. And by the end of the episode... Dutch basically hands it over to him and tells him, I'm not the wolf you need. Which and you kind of go, is, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things that I'm like, oh, crap. Is she backing out? Did somehow everything work against what we were hoping? Like her getting these memories, which freaked me out when we find out the big reveal this episode. But is this actually going to like, I don't know, totally break down everything inside of Dutch? It was kind of odd because she like went, 
it was very much about, I don't want to call her selfish, but like it was very much about her at that point and not, hey, there's this impending doom on all of us. Yeah. She had to be like, I need to figure this out for me. I need to know what's going on. And then even when she came back, she was like, well, I'm not the one. And I'm like, really? Is this because of what you saw? Or is this like, I don't know. Ultimately, I think it is more just not just what she saw, but her finding out. I don't want to jump to the big reveal, even though everybody's seen the show. But (laughs) what the big reveal is, like, I think that's really conflicted because she doesn't know now how to fight Anila. And should she fight Anila? Mm, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, what do you think? I'm thinking that we're going to see them standing side by side fighting against the Hoopland. What? Yes, I truly do. My gosh, my mind's blown. Right? Tinfoil hit. Oh, yes. Well, Well, I can see see how you got there. Actually, I can see how you got there. Right. Because of the things that Klein told Anila, especially after, um, what was it? She killed all the uh, human experiments because either it's, it works perfectly or it kills them. Hmm. And he basically tells Anila, you can't let her know, especially when she says, yeah, I communicate with the green. It talks back to me. I kept wondering who her and she is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, and most people kind of felt like, oh, well, that must be, he must be talking about Dutch. That's what I was thinking. Then I'm like, that doesn't seem right. No, Dutch wouldn't have any reason to have that information bother her at all. The only one that would have would find that problematic or more interesting is her mother who has to be completely hulen oh okay because we never see her apparently klein took anila away from the mother almost immediately because even anila asked if mom's coming and he basically says no yeah i was gonna ask i'm like where is her mother this is gonna be one of those crazy ones and it She's going to pop up at the end, isn't she? Plus, Anila is like... She's going to pop up before the end. Okay. I I really do. I think Anila's, like, mad anyway, right? She's like, tick, they did something, like, they took her girlfriend, and she went crazy. Oh, absolutely. I'm on my own. Forget you. Forget you. You're cool. Everybody else sucks. I mean, she basically did that, so I could totally see how you got there. Yep. I definitely think uh, she's about to uh, turn on her own kind here. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out. But let's. All right. Before we delve too deep into the green ourselves, let's get back <laughs> to Dutch. Dutch and Zep decide to have their little girls' night out. Let me tell you, I've never had a GNO like this, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zep figures out okay, we can put these memories into you so you can see what's going on. But you got to be really calm and cool, otherwise it'll like merge with your brain, and I don't know what to do. So that's right. not scary at all. No, and <laughs> Dutch actually—I mean, she would probably have problems with Johnny doing this, but she's all in with Zeph doing it. Why do you think that you is? Go, though? I think because Zeph, yeah, <laughs> it's like well, she's not—I don't want to say cocky, but like she's more concerned with like. Oh, I can totally pull this off. I have an idea. I can pull this off and get the information. 
Whereas Johnny's like, should we get the information? We need to worry about like safety. And right. it's just like a sense of accomplishment with Zep. So, you know what? Yeah. I mean, Zeph does have that whole different kind of attitude and it's not always good. Exactly. Especially when we find out that she ultimately locks Johnny out of uh, Lucy. And it's like, wait, how did you lock him out and why? Now, if something goes wrong, you are totally up the creek. You- exactly. <sighs> and she even tells him that when he discovers that he's been totally locked out. He says, well, you're you're the last hope, Obi-Wan. <laughs> but you got to be able to uh, unlock everything first, so... You've got seven hours to do it. Yeah, that's great. Because, you know, yeah, nothing can go wrong in seven hours. No. So I just can't believe that Dutch, honestly, she's like, okay, this, this will give us the edge. It's totally fine. And it's like, it, it's too scary. But as we learn what's happening, I think it's weirder that we learn that the memories were, what did she say? It was like really close to her, but not exact. Which that kind of starts to confuse me then. Yeah, I was confused by this whole thing. Um, well, yeah, their their DNA is almost identical. It's well, odd. I don't understand what happened. Yeah, that's what was confusing because of the reveal. <laughs> like, how is almost a thing here? How does one just like I just don't understand. <laughs> Well, all right, let's go back to the memory. When we get to that part of the memory, I'll explain it. Oh, okay. <laughs> or Steve's at least got, try to. Steve's got insight here. I think Steve gets a tinfoil hat of the day. Like, we haven't even gotten to all of it. I think he's just getting nope. that. We should have that, like, badge so we can give that to anybody. <laughs> you have the tinfoil hat of the day. <laughs> so, yeah, Anila wasn't actually in the episode, but she was because it's all of her memories. And they are some of the weirdest memories because we get to see Klein again and Anila as you know her younger self and as a child and it was really strange when you first see them on the beach and Anila's like I'm running away because I'm sad and but looking up at and I'm blanking on the where the um wasn't the moon it was the planet right no it was Arkin yeah yeah because I thought Arkin when we seen it previous episodes there was like nothing close to it so where the heck are they well they were on koresh i believe as we find out that yes klein is part of the nine yeah all right i was like what right and if you go back and you you look at that and you go okay now if the nine that we saw a couple of episodes ago were not going to put their money into this fight and they were just going to go run and hide and start somewhere else and we find out later that Klein and his his involvement with his the family was completely erased so i'm thinking this was a prearranged marriage that the family the families did because of Qureshi's problems on their planet and they went ahead and set up this Klein getting together with Queen Hulan and that's where all this started. So ultimately it was all their fault anyway. Right. Okay. I, Families I, are all to blame for everything. Well, whenever <laughs> you have, and I'm going to say this again, like quotes, 
royal families, because I'm assuming that's kind of what the nine are here. Right. Then you always have weird shit happening. And yes. they're like, oh, we're going to marry you off to this person and this person and this family so we can not have war. And it doesn't always go well. I mean, if you look at our past, humanity's past as it is, with the way the royal families were, you can totally see that they're going to screw something up in the future with somebody who's got, like, superpowers. And it's like, oh, we're going to do this so they don't kill us all. Well, it doesn't mean that they'll have to kill you. They can just convert you or, like, steal your children away, something. I don't know. It was exactly. not not a good idea. I don't think they thought it through. But then again, they we don't know what kind of choice they had either. Right. Yes. Especially if the Koresh were the, shall we say, the leaders of the nine. Oh, yeah. And they just made the deal and it took the others to write it out of the history. That's interesting. And then what family took over? Ultimately, for, like, Klein's line, then. Right. So was there, like, a nine and a remainder? I mean, what was going on here? Yeah. <laughs> nine and a remainder. You know, like, alternate royal house? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that there was another one that was fairly um, high up in the political uh, steps that was bumped up to the to the royalty of the nine. So in a theory, or Parter or Potter's ah, family. So in theory, Anila's one of the like she's from that family. So she's like, so she is one right, of the because nine. Klein yeah, Klein is is her father. Yes, mm-hmm. and I do oh, want to say like little Anila. Mm-hmm. She is from Handmaid's Tale. If you watch that on Hulu, she plays June's daughter. So if you wondered where you've seen her face, if you watch The Handmaid's Tale, that is where you've seen her. Because the second I seen her, I'm like, oh, I know that face. <laughs> so it was great. I love it when they all come together. All my shows, everywhere. But we let's let's fast forward from little Anila, which Steve already talked about. We're going to say teenage Anila killing people. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's so much better. To slightly older Anila, I'm going to say adult Anila at this point, being put into that perfect cube that we find which season was that or which first season when dutch finds that weird cube yeah i believe it was in first right and she's kind of being isolated and it's for her reflection so she understands and she can grow which seems like exactly the opposite would happen klein putting her into the box in isolation basically and but now if you think about it i'm gonna give you a reason for this too okay because of the way the experiments were going klein got extremely concerned that mama would find out what anila knows about the green and want her for experiments to find out how she's able to do what she does oh so yeah if you're being a protective a protective father, you put her in a cube that nobody that she can't get out and nobody can get in. Oh, see, I um, took nobody that can different. find her. I, yeah, <laughs> I took the fact that she was too dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that she was killing these subjects of the experiments, and that if she found out again, we're assuming mom. That she would be mad because she was going to expose them, not that Anila knew too much. Right. Ah, see, no wonder where that's going because I guess we can only wait to see 
how that goes for the next episode. Right. And uh, she is brought up a lot. I, I'll just leave it at that. I thought she was, um, I thought she was being punished. Like, well, punished and like hidden away from she, but also detoxing because she was like, she looked like a crack addict for a little bit there. Like she was trying to, she was kind of going through withdrawal and then you see right. what she does. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta, like, you have to be hardcore addicted. Can you imagine? No. Like, no. W- just think about what she did. Like, yeah, because she does good. grab onto her to Klein and she's like, I need the green. I need the green. It's like, oh, okay. So yeah, very like addict behavior there. Right. And then I'm sorry, but just randomly you're going to just have a tub hidden away. <laughs> that was weird to me. Do you know how long you would have to do that? Right, to get that much green out of your... Uh... She was a crack addict. Well, that was, if the green talks back to her, that's probably her only friend. Yeah, but she has a whole kind of commitment messed right up. there. I... Yeah, it, it is <laughs> messed up, but that's, I believe that's what she's had to deal with, is she hasn't been able to really have friends... Uh, the Hollands don't seem like they're let's make friends type of people anyway. No, no. She's different. It's she. She is. She's different. She's got these like extremes that they don't seem to have. I don't know that what might it is. Be because I, if Klein is ultimately her real father and he was human, and I'm just saying human because that's what we're assuming. And Mom was a hundred percent Hulan, like they wouldn't necessarily know how to deal with the emotions. That's why I think back in the episode when they were on that planet with the training camp, you know, they had to learn how to smile and not just smile with their lips, with their eyes and their whole face, you know, little things like that, which it can be hard. You work customer service long enough, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it may be really that even though we've seen, and I'm going to say, you know, emotions, that it's not really, like, true emotion. And that's why, with being locked up for so long, which, because we've seen that tub fill up, you know that had to be a really long time. Yeah. That she doesn't know how to deal with emotions, because the only thing she can deal with is going back into memory. You know, so she's basically looking at emotions from a child's point of view. Right. And she didn't probably didn't go through the training at the camp. The weird 1950s camp. Right, yeah, to be able to, shall we say, harness those emotions as a teenager has to learn how to do. So, yeah, she's acting like a spoiled teenager because she hasn't been taught any better. Now, I have to ask you two both, because she ultimately has a tub full of the green so she can communicate and take weird plasma baths, how is she not communicating with anyone else but only her memories is it because she's still in that cube i have no i this is where i start to get lost i mean <laughs> and then it's because i was looking at it and i was still stuck on the fact that she put a, a hole in her head to get that out and i just was like oh lord lordy lordy lord this girl is crazy i mean what? she's I, I well okay but you know she brings up a good point maybe she's not crazy she just doesn't know how to deal with emotions but she seems crazy the way that she talks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, but I can see. She didn't seem like that when she was a child, so I don't know what. Well, she had interaction as a child. So I can see where Steve is coming from saying, you know, she's kind of a spoiled kid because she is locked away with no communication. 
But, I mean, ultimately, is that what it, it is, Steve? Because she's in the, the cube, she can't go forward and talk to other people. It's only, like, what she's remembered. Right. Okay. Yeah, she, she, the, I mean, she didn't even have that until she drained all the plasma, or at least as much plasma to fill that tub, which, that's a lot. And I, and that was going to be her only other way to communicate with either her memories or whatever is communicating her in the plasma, or if it's the plasma itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I have to say this too, because we've seen the moment before the plasma bathtub started there was a peach and klein does say where did that come from and right. she got kind of smart who's been here yeah oh i have friends like really <laughs> yeah hey crazy lady but where the hell did the peach come from you pulled it out of the bathtub it's a plasma peach <laughs> more than likely it is oh god that's even <laughs> weirder <laughs> i was joking but i really have no idea because this is where i lose it okay this is where I get completely lost. All right, we're going to let the one person of us that has a better grasp of this episode go ahead and take us into that. Because, yeah, I started going, what? So, Steve, that would be you. All right, as she submerges herself into the plasma, and she goes back to a memory of her before she became a bad wolf, she finds herself, and because she has had all this time alone to try to figure out why her father has locked her away like this, it means one thing. I'm a such a horrible person, I can't be allowed to be out in the universe. So in order to try to come up with a solution to fix this and at least give her father something that he can be proud of she basically brings that part of herself pre knowing anything so good and brings it out of the plasma with her that was so, so she good. actually creates herself from at that point in the plasma and comes out oh, that was so <laughs> weird and apparently she is the only Hulin or person whatever that can do that yes she pulled out her own memory which that's why i was wondering about that peach because yes you this is that ultimate moment where now we know why she looks like dutch looks like anila because she basically is anila is yes it's just slightly different because she is not like batshit crazy anila awkward (laughs) how is this not some sort of paradox Right. Well, uh, you will find out. You will kind of, we kind of get the answer in the next episode. Okay. As to why it's not completely a paradox. In case you couldn't guess, (laughs) Steve's ahead of Kim and I. Right. It's just got to be like a kick in the face. Like, oh, well, I am a thought. Right. (laughs) I'm like, oh. And all this stuff does, does. Flash to. Where Anila tells her father that she's done something bad, and there she is, you know, and you go, oh, boy. How did she get out? She used young Anila to get out. I thought it was just coded to her. That's so weird. I don't get it. Oh, God. It is. And you'll understand after you see next week's Ah. episode. (laughs) It will 
makes sense. Eventually things will make sense. All right. Yeah. I don't see how. <laughs> well, I mean, I think she mentioned that she needed her to get out because I had an understanding of, of that's how she got out because she used the, the younger one. I didn't stop to think about why that didn't make sense because there were too many other things that I had questions about. Yeah, this was what I think they yeah. Oh, it gave me a headache. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I need to watch that. Like, I did watch it. I watched that part again. I was like, what? Didn't help. No, I felt like this got <laughs> weird, though, because, okay, if this is supposed <laughs> to be the good wolf, why is Klein, like, basically teaching her to become an assassin? That's what I was like. I was like, she's a good little touch. All the stuff that she's done, okay. Well, you got to think about it. If he teaches her to be able to, I know, yes, to be as bad as an assassin without being an assassin, she is able to protect herself at all costs. Because if she finds out what's going on, she is going to want both Anila and Dutch. Mm-hmm. She's going to be mad. Okay. I'd be mad. Okay, that makes sense. I get that. Right. So he wanted, this was his way of being, teaching her how to protect herself. Okay. Well. And not be completely. Lost. Unable to. Well, we do have Dutch end up getting lost in her memories then, because after that huge reveal, which I, I was immediately texting Steve, and I'm like, oh my god, the baby thing. And then I had to clarify to make sure he didn't think (laughs) I had watched Winona and that maybe something was with the baby there. So I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. But after this happened, and she gets lost in her own memories back when she was a child and she was in her harem, which I don't, who the hell did he pay off to, you know, be like, yes, this person has always been here in your harem. But, (laughs) but then we jump to her wedding night and she's lost in those memories and She's like, well, she cuts Zeph. Thankfully, she didn't cut her throat because that would have been awkward when she came came back around. But right, <laughs> but she's like in her kind memory, right? In her memory, <laughs> standing over her dead husband. Klein comes in. Is it ultimately that she actually did not kill that husband? Because right, okay, because that's what I had taken out of it. And I wasn't sure. Right, no, she did not kill her husband. Actually, Klein did, but. Okay, that's what I thought, but... Yeah, he was standing there with a knife. But then I thought, okay, did I miss something? Did he pick up the knife and he was, like, trying to save her? Or what? I was getting confused again. Right. I need a better timeline. Yeah, I believe Klein actually found out something about that family that she was about to marry into that made it very apparent to her that it would put Dutch in danger, so... He kind of uh, took care of it. I gotcha. Oh, but we get to find out how Johnny and Dutch met. (laughs) Not awkward or anything. Oh, no. You just got to love Guy Liner Johnny, though. Oh, God. Did he not look like he was from, like, some punk band? Yes. Yeah, he did. (laughs) I love it, though. And apparently our little gentleman, Johnny, was, in fact, a thief. Yes. I was surprised. I had no idea, and I still love, though, him talking to Lucy. Yes, that was awesome. When he's like, uh, thief. Or, or no, what, do you, what was he saying? Ship, can you disconnect this? And she's like, thief, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love Lucy, and I love the fact that he's like, I'm going to disconnect that attitude as soon as I get control, and he never did. And I think that was probably no. the best thing that has ever happened. 
They had right. some great lines, and I know I was texting Steve them, and I I do not have them all, but I do have to say, and I know this is backing up like a what 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 shit? Now I'm gonna forget. So, like, I'm not the tit calmer or tit whisperer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what happens. I was dying with this episode, and I have to say kudos again to the sci-fi writers because this week you guys had me rolling between Android going on about boobs and. Right. Uh, well, essentially, Dobbin the same way, but in a whole different way. I was like, I can't believe this is happening because these are the best lines ever. And I wanted to oh, write down some and I didn't do even it. Even better. Oh, God. <laughs> this week's episode is even better. Oh, it goes way out there. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to take notes this time because there were so many yeah. great ones. <laughs> I should just have them scroll on the top of our website. So, how is it that you think? Johnny finally, like, quickly figured out Zeph's disabled program, or however. You right. Know well, he actually, you know, sits and kind of tells himself to, you know, you can't think like you. You got to think like her. And then he says, make it look like this. And oh, there it is. You know, it was biology and not technology. Okay. Yeah. Cause it did seem really fast. Yeah. Yeah. He was really motivated too. I don't think he <laughs> likes losing to her. And no. how is it that you think he figured out exactly where Dutch was going to go? Because Well, because when he gets to Zeph and she basically tells him that she's lost in one of her own memories, he kind of yeah. figures that if she's back on Lucy, that more than likely it's when they met. Oh, okay. I didn't know Lucy's would. I always assumed that that ship was given to them from Iraq. Right. Yeah, so did I. No. <laughs> I did not know. I was like, really? Yeah, that was another amazing uh, bit of information that they just dropped on us. And, of course, because Johnny knew how it played out, he was able to be prepared with the jacket. Yeah, that was a smart move. But yeah. then again, it makes me wonder, how did he survive the first time? Or was she a really bad yeah. shot then? Or it just wasn't on kill either oh, okay but i love the fact that basically the shock of of shooting johnny is what brought her back to the now right because all of a sudden it's like you're i don't know i feel like the memory is the subconscious but her now subconscious i don't know that doesn't make sense but you guys know what i mean is what made her realize oh shit i just shot johnny right and brings her back into the now and she's okay and johnny thankfully is okay because he didn't even finish that sentence, and I, and I yelled because she shot him. I'm like, oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not ready for this. I was still back on the tub, so I was like, wait. Everything's <laughs> happening way too fast for me. I need to, like, contemplate this. And I was like, did she just, like, get lost in her own thoughts because her mind was retreating because she just found out she was um, a thought? I I was like, did she go to her happy place? Like, but that's not happy. Like, I just feel like she, like, her, like, mind was like, you know what? This is too much to process. It is. We're just going to go here because that's how I felt. So I can't right. imagine how she would feel. Like, it was a lot. It, well, it was a lot to take in this episode with this weird back and forth and the memories, like, almost attaching. And then I feel like that would have dro drove Dutch completely crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, and of uh, course, Dutch originally thinks that Anila is her mother, and of course, Zeph 
definitely uh, halts that reasoning, telling her that it's not scientifically possible, because Hulan can't breed and need human hosts. Then how can her mom be all... Well, her mom can't be all Hulan, that's for sure, but she's probably more Hulan than anybody else. Maybe her mom's like the Hulan queen. Right, I think so. Hulan prime, and she's the only one that was able to ever breed and nobody beyond that. That was my tinfoil hat theory of the day. Thank you. Right, there you go. Very nice. (laughs) Could be, I mean, because she has remarkable powers herself, right? Oh my god. Okay, so this is just crazy, and there was a lot of back and forth. And obviously, Kim and I still have a lot of questions. Steve being slightly ahead of us seems to know more, but I don't know. This was just insane. And I don't think we're ever going to be able to answer all these questions, even watching like the whole season and then coming back to this. I feel like it's one of those that there's still going to be those question marks like we have with oh, some of our other shows. Absolutely. <laughs> Orphan Black, but whatever. Oh, God. Okay, guys. Like I said, Davin had great, great lines, and I wish I'd remembered more of them. But is there any one moment that really stuck out that you're not just a big question mark about? Kim? That I'm not a big question mark? Yeah. No, no, I don't. I, I have a big question mark on over the whole thing. I... <laughs> The, I mean, it was just like this, this episode, like this episode was full of questions, like from why, like somebody can appear out of thin air to why, like fancy was turned on by turn, like why it's everything is just a why for me right now. Steve, I think the biggest thing that I'm still not completely buying is Dutch basically telling Davin it's your war. I'm not the wolf you need. Yeah, that was more upsetting than anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that that's not Dutch. Disappointing. And so I don't know if it's she said that because she's still trying to process what she saw, especially after finding out that Anila can't be her, you know, isn't her mother, and somehow she's got to figure out what the heck happened and how she came to be? Or is it that she's already figured that out, and so this completely, this changes everything? Oh, that's interesting. Right. And I kind of think it's the latter, to tell you the truth. But I think it's going to head in a completely different direction than what we originally think. Oh, jeez. I can't handle this! <laughs> all right guys this was a crazy episode and we hope that you are enjoying it the same as we are and got your tinfoil hats on to figure out what it is so you guys know where you can find us always at fangirlzone.com and like i said steve and i have new email addresses it's sean it's s-h-a-w-n because i know it's spelled several different ways at fangirlzone.com steve is s-t-e-v-e at fangirlzone.com and you can always tweet with us at fgz podcast and of course if you tweet we ask you to hashtag dark matter renew dark matter i'm sorry killjoys dark matter too because we have to do that but hashtag renew killjoys i'll get it together it's been a long day and of course if you're tweeting you might as well tweet along with our guest because she's always on there too kim why don't you tell them where they're finding you at well, I think it's actually Natasha who live tweets at uh, Killjoys, but she would do it yes, at TNE underscore Psy Fantasy. And then uh, Kim is the Nerd Element. Well, you, yeah, you can find us at the Nerd All of our Twitter handles are at the Nerd Element. That's the main one, so I should have all of them listed there. 
and www.thenerdelement.com. But I forgot to say that. Sorry. <laughs> so for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangerless. And I'm Steve. Don't think like you, Johnny. Think Zeph. Preppy. Obnoxious. Obsessed with being right. That tech-hating bio snob. And until next time.